All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're doing this show William Carlson style. Come on, Liam. Let's go. Let's get into it with the lead. <laughs> Try and rip the mics out of our hands. Little, little known fact, producer Aaron does every show William Carlson style. Yeah. Shit face drunk and naked. <laughs> um, welcome into Oilers Nation every day. Live on the Oilers Nation YouTube and live from the Sports Closet Studio. Sports Closet Studio, the exact opposite of being shirtless. They have yes. too many nice shirts. You you want to wear all the clothes at Sports Closet. Uh, Viperisk is in and says, I get the feeling Ken Holland is going to do something that no one sees coming. Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath would be my reply to that. Keep the comments coming in the Oilers Nation YouTube. and uh, Or you can tweet us your comments like MV did. Going up against Oilers now makes no sense, Tyler. Why not 2 p.m. and give listeners a run of programming with JG gone? I'm sure your live attendance would increase, but listeners can't be in two places at once. This show lives in fear of no one, not even the almighty Bob Stoffer. We're not scared. I'm not scared. Definitely not of Bob. I'm actually like on a personal <laughs> level a little terrified of Bob. But I believe in this show, damn it. And I believe in the internet and broadcasting on it. One day we will get Bob on this show during his own show to show the movement of internet radio. Back when I worked at 1260, we used to have this running joke, myself, Iwanik, and Jameson, that like every, people would always text into the text line. Mm-hmm. 10-1260. 
and send stuff for Stoffer because they'd get confused. Right. So I'd be like, hey, Bob, what do you think of this? And Dave would read them. As and Bob, right? He would just read them like, hey, Bob, like, and then answer it just like as himself, though. And we always laughed that we would do live listen-ins one day. Like if the station's oh, on good. its last legs, we'd be like, all right, let's check in with what Bob's doing. And just like pot up a fader and let everyone listen to Bob and then just go right back down. Maybe we'll start doing that. I'll just have Bob show on my phone and be like, I wonder what Bob's talking about and just hold it up to my mic. We have the technology to, to advance that far. What I, what I also say to, what was this gen- the gentleman's name that said that? Uh, MV. This is, you can just listen after. Yeah. <laughs> this is a podcast. I will add this. This person has had a Twitter for, I don't know how long. They've only tweeted 28 times Wait. and this is one of them. Wait. So this is clearly a point of passion for them. How many were about Bob? The other one was about Dane Evans. Um, <laughs> like the, the quarterback? Yeah, like the CFL quarterback. <laughs> okay. And then a lot of uh, a lot of tweeting. Actually, you know what? Considering when this person made their account, they may have just made it once 1260 shut off. So this could be someone's burner. Mm, Probably Gregor's. Whose burner account do you think this is? Leave it in the chat. Yeah, there you go. Uh, speaking of Jason Gregor, here's a fun announcement. He's going to be joining the show next week. Full time. No, I'm kidding. Just for <laughs> next week. Uh, me and, we're both in Nashville, Jason and I. So he's going to join me as a co-host. He's mm. going to be, you know, how they're always talking like, God, you got to get 97 shooter, right? You got McDavid, you got dry saddle. Who can you get to play with them? Gregor's our third piece. So is he your hymen? Ratty? <laughs> Maroon? No. Um, Ratty. Yeah, we, our line has felt incomplete since yeah. we lost Jay Downton at the end of the season. He doesn't really want to do the show anymore. So we're well, adding in Gregor for draft week. His contract's up. So we've been yeah. able to renew with Gregor to get him on the show. And Jay, we're still in negotiations. There Too you bad. go. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. Uh, here's what's going on in the chat. A lot of you asking about Oliver Ekman Larson. We will uh, we will touch on that in a second. Um, Tyler Mulek said Tyler greater than Bob. Christopher Palmer. Bob who? Braden said Liam greater than Tyler greater than Bob. That also makes a lot of sense, actually. I agree that's, with that. That's my burner account. Yeah. Tyler Mulek says they joined in May 2023, that Twitter account. So um, <laughs> Tyler Mulek says, oh, fun. The show needed to be more bald. <laughs> Me and you have good hair. We do. We wear backward snapbacks every day. Look at this. And I showered like right before I came into the office. I'm so my like, hair is a mess, but I'm leave my hat off. I can't. I look like a fool. I need a haircut. I feel styling. Is it the best thing about this camera, Tyler? One thing I've come to learn. It, I think it brings out my mustache very nicely. But well, the best part is it doesn't bring out anything else. So mm-hmm. you can't see how patchy it all really yeah. is. Um, is. I don't blowing. know if people notice, but we got different lights. Yeah, we are. The show hot. has like a warmer look. We don't mm. look like ghosts. Speaking of ghosts. Okay. Would you like me to sound like paranormal? Oh, Jesus, man. So- okay, sure. We'll okay. do that. We do have sports talk. We have hockey talk. Frank has an Oilers thing that's like you'll find very interesting. Mm-hmm. But Liam saw might have thinks he saw a ghost this weekend. So, <laughs> so let me know what you think in the chat if this is paranormal or not. Well, last night. I was at my I'm house sitting for my parents and it's it's an older house, not that old. Mm-hmm. I obviously used to live there. Yep. And I'll skip some of the story, but basically a couple of weeks ago, my dad and dog think they saw a ghost in the house. Didn't tell my mom. Your anything. dog thinks my dog sensed something and my dad thinks mm-hmm. it was a ghost, I mm-hmm. should say. And last night I was at the house and I'm going into the, my parents' room and the closet door is open, Tyler. It's one of those doors. It's a classic closet door. It folds in half. It cannot be opened without pushing. Like, it's not a handle. You have to push on the door. 
So was it wind or was it a ghost? I think it was a ghost. Were any windows open? No windows. Are, it was pouring with rain, Tyler. I don't know. The house would have been flooded. That would have been the least of my worries if the closet door was okay. open and I had a window open. So do you think that was a paranormal activity? You say no. You've literally found every excuse in the bug. Because well, you're like, my dog was fixated on something. I'm like, yes. you might have seen a bug. No, 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 no. I think it was a ghost. Now I have to stay there tonight. Again. And alone. you're scared of the ghost. A hundred percent. I'm like, shivers <laughs> down my body. We should send you live on the YouTube tonight. <laughs> yes. Ghost Hunters Liam. <laughs> Get one of those cool, like green cameras, right? Oh, night God. vision. I have to go back there though. My parents live there. I don't want to know that much, but I think it's not a bad ghost because I've lived there obviously. And I've, mm-hmm. we've never Good had ghost. bad activity, but it was, uh, it was, it was uncomfortable. Now, this isn't my yeah. first ghost experience, but I'll leave those for other shows. Yeah, we have, we have a lot of shows <laughs> still to cover before uh, before our summer breaks. So we'll save the ghost stories. Um, do you think Liam has a ghost in his parents' house that he's staying mm-hmm. at right now? Let us know in the chat. Also, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Let's talk a little bit of, uh, let's talk a little hockey here. Let's start with the Oliver Ekman Larson news. The Vancouver Canucks, uh, I mean, at one point, the Oilers were talking about OEL. Yes. And thank God they didn't do that. Um, sometimes the best trades are the ones you don't make. Uh, yes. And giving up some sort of a package that, I mean, who did the Oilers take in that draft when they got, uh, when they took Dylan Gunther? Holloway. Okay. So if you would have given up the Holloway pick, I think. granted a bunch of dead caps, basically, oh yeah, it was 2021. So it would have been, uh, oh, sorry, it was the Xavier Borgo right. pick. Even if you would have given up just the Xavier Borgo pick for Ekman Larson and Garland, like at the time, this wasn't insane, right? Because it was basically a first for Ekman Larson, a second for Garland, boom, and you got out of three bad contracts. The issue is that the Vancouver Canucks never seem to understand who they are. <laughs> yes. They didn't need to do this at the time. They locked themselves into cap hell. They should have taken the first round pick, added a good young piece to their core, spent the money, go spend it in free agency or whatever. Who cares? Use the second round pick to get out of some contracts if you want. But giving up a top 10 pick for an aging defenseman signed to an insane contract and a middle six forward was a poor choice. And now they're sitting here and going, well, we can't just run out the clock on this Ekman Larson deal. Why would we do that? Let's extend it for eight more years. Eight years of dead cap space. The graphic we have doesn't even have enough space (laughs) to show all the dead cap space. This is it's it, hilarious. It's a disaster. Yep. Is what it is from the day the trade was made. Because Aaron, can you flip that the trade back up as well, please? Um, when all those guys they traded had one year left in their deals? More or less. It was one or two, I think, in it, most cases. And yeah. like I don't think they actually saved any money in the situation because Connor Garland, or maybe that's when Connor Garland was on his entry level and they had to resign. They him. did have to resign and give him four point nine. Okay, so they maybe saved like two two or three million there. I couldn't like when this trade went down from a player's perspective, like you're like, okay, we got Ekman Larson, Connor Garland short to get rid of Beagle, Roselle, and Erickson. But like, imagine where this team would be right now if they were able to actually spend that money at the time in free agency and they had a Dylan Gunther. And even at Hunter Height is a very good prospect as yeah. well. And then obviously a seventh round pick, whatever. But like, like you said, like Vancouver's just one of those teams, and we're kind of talking about it with Calgary right now, too. They're just stuck in limbo in the sense of like, they want to be competitive, but they are just simply not good enough to be competitive. And these teams need to break away from that and just do what maybe not as extreme as Chicago, but just like 
give it up. Run your run your young guys because Vancouver, you've have an Elias Pettersson, a Quinn Hughes. Like if this trade, they were both there when this trade was made. And it's just like because this was a Jim Benning deal, right? Benning deal, yeah. Oh, disastrous. And now to buy him out, I think you got to just suck is, that up. To be honest, so. On one hand, I understand it was a past regime and you're eliminating their sure. mistake, right? But at the same time, if you're the Canucks front office, you made this cap hell problem yourself. You did not need to sign Andre Kuzmenko to a five by five extension. <laughs> no. You could have actually traded him at the deadline, gotten a nice piece back for him, and been. then maybe talked about talk to him in the summer, whatever. No, no, you signed him at the height of his value. Terrible mistake. You get Anthony Beauvillier in that Bo Horvat deal. Okay, maybe that had to happen to make the cap space work, whatever. Why you signed JT Miller to an eight-year extension? Could have moved him for a fantastic package at last year's draft. It's just they keep doing these things to keep their window open. But the problem is their window's open like that much. I was going to say it's got like a, a crack in it. The like, window's open because it's broken. There you go. That's a hell of a way to put it. It's a mess. Vancouver is such a mess. And now, okay, you got Ekman Larson off the books. Boom. You maybe have with your LTIR candidates, 12 million bucks. You see, you need to sign a backup goalie. I guess they could bring up Arthur Seelovs. I guess this gives them some space to do something. And like the cap's but, obviously going to go up and that's going to help it. But what are they going to do? Uh, gonna go the sign, they're going to go sign Scott Mayfield for like five by five to a terrible contract <laughs> in free agency. I like Scott Mayfield, but you know yeah. what I mean? They're going to go sign guys to insane contracts to make sure they get them. And they're just going to be stuck in the same spin cycle. They actually have so many good players. Like this Vancouver yep. team, like that, that top six, they have Miller, Patterson, Besser, Kuzmenko, Garling, Beauvillier, uh, What's it? What's this? Vasily put Coles in, I think, Coles is going to be a good, or he yeah. is going to be a good player. Kind of drops from there. Defensively, like Quinn Hughes is good. Philip Peronic, I like. good. Tyler Myers kind of is what Expensive, he is. Expensive, but, but he's, he's a guy. He's, yeah, he's, he's not play. bad. Goaltender Demko might be the best goalie in the Pacific Division. Probably. Up there, up there with Markstrom and them. Yeah. yeah. Like, so they just, I not get it. Like, you want to, I guess they want to expand on the group they have right now and try and give them something to play with. But man, just, it just seems so silly. Every move they make seems to be horrendous. Like they gave away the first round pick for Horonic last year, right? Yeah. Because they were like, oh, we're, we want, we're on retool. We're not rebuilding. It's just, just admit it what you are. Like it's fine. Everyone's going to be okay. You move Horvat, you get a good future piece. You yeah. immediately flip it for a 25 year old defenseman. He's good, but that ticket's also going to be expensive next summer when he's an RFA. The Canucks are so lost. They're wandering around in the woods with no compass. They don't know what yeah. they're doing. They have no direction. It's bad. Um, but that's fine for the Oilers because if the Canucks are garbage, it's one less team that's competing in the Pacific. <laughs> right? It, it truly is. Yeah. They, do you think, they're not the worst team in the Pacific, obviously. They're going to linger for a playoff spot next year. And then just not make well, it. Well, I, I kind of did this on, uh, on the site. I wrote a piece last week, right? So you have, there are the legit teams in the Pacific. Edmonton, Vegas, LA. Those three. Yep. Those are the three that are going to be pushing next year. All three have Stanley Cup potential. Obviously, Vegas just won it. Those three are right up there. Then you have the bottom, bottom tier. It's mm-hmm. Anaheim and San Jose. They're junk. They're terrible. Terrible. And then you have this mushy middle of Seattle, Calgary, Vancouver. I include Seattle in there. I, I don't know what they're going to be next year. It's hard to say, but they're definitely first in that group. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're at the top of there, but it's I have them all similar. I think you can look at Seattle and go, yeah, they're, they're first in that group. Yeah. Calgary's probably second. Vancouver should probably have just made the tough decision to just shoot back to that rebuilding group for like 
18 months. Yeah, literally, it's be a Get year. a first yeah. for Kuzmenko. Don't trade Heronic. Trade Miller at last year's draft. Do all of those things. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting here in a very, very high-powered draft class. You could have had four first-round picks. Yeah. Because the thing that people are saying about this draft, too, is the first round is elite. Star power sprinkled everywhere. Basically there could be Pasternak's and whoever. Yeah. After that, it drops off gradually, obviously, like most drafts, obviously. But yeah. they have one pick in the first 60, uh, 64, I guess. Can't be happening. It's so bad. Then a couple of seconds, three, four. It's like, yeah. who cares at that point? But it's just like, man, like, what are you thinking? And you know what the, the crazy part about mm-hmm. this draft is, too? Chris Dahl is from the Vancouver area. Bedard, obviously. Yeah. Matthew Wood. Um, Tanner Mullendike, Mullendike is from Vancouver. Like, how these guys who are going to be studs are from Vancouver? You could have sold this to the fan. Like, to to that fan base is smart, man. Yes. They have more like 10 bell fires in that market and big stories because the fan base is on it. They would have bought into that as a rebuild. A hundred percent. Zach Benson. There's so many. Yeah. Like, it's just wild to think that like, they didn't just look at this and be like, damn, like there is a ton of BC mm-hmm. talent here that we can, yeah. like you said, sell a fan base on. Like we're coming back and we're coming back with BC mm-hmm. firepower. And they just, uh, are just, like I said, everything they do seems to be completely wrong. Crazy. Uh, let's uh, to finish the point on Vancouver and OEL. Some people in the chat were like, would you take him one year? 900 K I'm saying, no, I don't think he, ha- I, he doesn't stay in the lineup a lot. If you're Edmonton, that would require moving Kulak and Broberg mm. probably just to like open up the spot. He's not better than Brett Kulak when it comes to what you need on this team. No. Could he find his game? And, you know, he's never, he's not a Carlson, so he's not going to have a Carlson resurgence, but that level in his own way, he could. He could be a viable top four guy for a team next year. It's just, that's not something Edmonton needs to be messing around with. The teams that Frank kind of linked or listed as possibilities, we know the Bruins loved him at one point when he was a mm. yoke. Tampa Bay, obviously, who wouldn't take 900K on one year to go play for them. I think Florida is a fascinating fit. More on them with the AMA travel trade machine later on in the show. But my favorite one, just for the story, dude, go sign in Seattle. Yes. Play Vancouver six times a year or whatever, or four times a year. You get to stay right there geographically. It's not like a crazy move. You keep your house in Vancouver. Like, go to Seattle, bro. They need some defensemen, too, if you look at it. Like, the top four, top three, at least, is locked up and. Schultz Lawson, uh, Alexia, Alexia. yeah, and then I think William Borgden will probably be gone. He's probably just gonna want a little bit too much money, right? Or uh, sign Borgden and OEL in your 6D next year. Alexiak, yeah. Larson, Schultz, Magna, Borgden, Dunn, and OEL. That's seven, that's pretty good. D, yeah, I think that's actually a really good shout. Keeping him in the yeah. Pacific, why not? Yeah. Uh, but he's not the Oilers guy, that's just no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, four years ago. When that trade was made, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah. But not this OEL. No. Do you always need a more impactful defenseman on the back end than a, a, what an OEL will bring? But I mean, hey, if he wants to be your eighth defenseman, I'm sure. <laughs> Here's the chance he you take, be, though. <sighs> Jonathan Taves. A lot of you guys asking about him. Good and you said they'd pay Taves a million to play on the fourth line. Quincy Rabbit says Taves might still have a year left in the tank. Um, someone else said, isn't he going to retire? He might. It wouldn't stun me. But I think just the fact that we haven't heard anything yet, mm-hmm. the longer this lingers on up until July, I'm kind of like, ah, if he's not announcing his retirement, that's leading me to believe he's open to conversations on July 1. Why not? Like, again, he's, he's not giving you top six minutes or anything like that. But good vet, throw him in the room. I think it, the guy sold what 50 some points last year. Yeah, she on a dog a, shit team turned up 
turned it up a little bit last year because everyone was talking about, oh, he was done two years ago. And then, yeah, it turned it up pretty well. Do you know one name, and I wanted to bring this up, and I'm glad you brought up Taves. I think it was on the rundown. Frank was talking about Patrick Kane, or maybe it was Daily Face Off Live on Friday. Mm -hmm. And he was saying Kane might not sign until November. Right? Am I? Yeah, because he's got that hip surgery out six months. He might wait and just be like, I'm going to pick what team kind of needs me in December. So, Oilers have obviously been somewhat linked with him outside of just my theories. They have been in the past. In real life. November rolls around. Are the Oilers making a a Vander Kane with a Patrick Kane kind of acquisition? Mm -hmm. Ken Holland said he wanted to keep like a million or so on the box, right? Like, I wonder if it's a way. During that time, if it's like, hey, like, you know, it's kind of flying. They need another score for whatever reason. And Patrick Kane's like, hey, like two million for the rest of the yeah. season. I don't know what the money would be exactly, but I'm sure you could get a bunch of bonuses in there to, to get it sorted out. And then free agent at the end of the year, Patrick Kane figures it out, gets a bigger ticket at the end of the season. I think uh, it's a really good idea. Some people are saying, didn't Jonathan Taves himself say he's done? He hasn't. I don't think so. He's no. apparently considering playing. Uh, Jeff Merrick on the 32 Thoughts podcast, quote, and this was today's episode. I think that Edmonton would be on a long list of teams that would want Jonathan Taves again if he is healthy enough to play and if he wants to play. Connecting them. They also, Elliot Friedman, connected Connor Brown to the Edmonton Oilers again. That's that's happening, baby. Lock it up. How are the Oilers going to get Connor Brown? Here's what they're going to do. They're going to offload Kyler Yamamoto's contract. Is anyone going to take Kyler Yamamoto? Our NHL insider, Frank Saravalli, said this. Well, I can share some intel with you with regards to someone like Kyler Yamamoto. I think enough teams have already stepped up and had conversations with the Edmonton Oilers that at the very worst case, they think they can unload him without having to attach an asset to him. So that's obviously a lot more palatable, even though the buyout is small in terms of 400 and some thousand dollars on your cap. You'd certainly rather have no cap hit than have one at all. So um, I, I think that's something that the Oilers are looking at. Why does the host of that show look so sad while Frank's talking? <laughs> uh, anyways, so it sounds like the Oilers, he added more on the DFO rundown. You can find that wherever you get your podcast from, that the Oilers seem to have the sense that there's a team out there that they know will take them for free. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, if some team has brought it up, I don't know why you haven't pulled the trigger yet. Um, but that ties into our Sherwood Ford Giant question of the day, Liam. Sherwood Ford, the Giant, throughout the month of June, when you, the listener, go take a test drive at Sherwood Ford, the Giant, they go make a donation to the Strathcona Community Hospital Foundation. Shout out Sherwood Ford, the Giant. What's the most likely move we see this week from the Oilers? Frank Saravalli calling it Newsweek around the NHL. That's actually just what I called it because oh, okay. Frank promised me there would be news. So I said, Frank, we're calling it Newsweek. And he said, that's the best you could come up with. I said, yes. I was going to say, that's... Uh, Put it on a shirt. It's kind of <laughs> kind of like when we had uh, the idea to name Frank's segments differently every time he came on. Mm, he didn't like that. Didn't last very long. Mm. But uh, the likely move... It's Yamamoto it's Yamo. for nothing. Uh, yes, it is. I'm, outside of a trade, maybe we sign somebody else. Maybe. But yeah, also, like a Klim Cost and Matisse yeah. Yanmark extension would make sense this week. But I think the most likely move we see is ahead of the draft, Yamamoto for a sixth round pick. Yeah, at best. Fifth round pick. I like yeah, maybe it, you get a fifth. I yeah, probably. I, you know what? Like Yamamoto's still good. He's just these injuries that I think are worrying teams more than anything, right? Like there was talks last year, like this guy might not play again, unfortunately. And like it plagued him for a little bit. And it's, it's the injuries so, worrisome, yeah. Why wouldn't you take a flyer on this guy? Three three point one for the rest of the season. 
you could probably flip him at the deadline too if you're a selling team. And then if not, maybe you, you potentially have a 20 goal scorer in the top six. Like if I'm the Chicago Blackhawks, I'm tossing a six round pick at the, at the others for Yamamoto. Why not, right? Like he, he he's kind of got everything you want in a take. player. It's just the injuries. Like I actually would love to have Yamo back next season, but I know we're not getting 82 games. That's the issue. And you can't commit 3.1 million for 20 goals. Yeah. Or a 20 goal pace at 60 games because you know he's going to miss some time. It, it's unfortunate. I love the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it should have worked here. Yeah. First round pick got off to a good start. It he's a cap casualty. It's as simple as that. It's hardly even a comment on how hard he played as an oiler or anything like that. Like he was a very good oiler. It's just not going to work. I would not be surprised if the first move we see at some point this week is Kyler Yamamoto moves somewhere for a late round pick or something like that. There you go. Some people are saying, you know, they're on the Taves thing. Uh, first off, actually, someone agreed. Derek said, got to dump salary. So Yamo trade is most likely. Some of you are talking about potential bottom six combinations. Someone said, don't see a lot of upside in Taves. I do. Like, a guy who scored 50 plus points last year. If you get him for a million bucks. And I don't know what the, the issue is. It's not like you're trying to slot this guy on your second line. Realistically, no. he's probably playing bottom six, 12 to 16 minutes a night at yeah. most, right? 16 at the high end. You're interchanging him with, with uh, McLeod. He can play on the penalty kill. Obviously has been around the game for a while. Won a, basically everything. Mm-hmm. I think this is just a guy that just helps in, in general. And, Hey, if it doesn't work out, then whatever. It's a million bucks. Who else are you putting on your fourth line? Who's your fourth line center right now? Group? Jaden Gruby? Whatever his name is? Because that's it, right? Like the, they would have There's to not, go out. And, there. You need someone. You need someone. And there's been reports that the others want to find more veteran players. And I think Taves would help that, especially in situations last year when the Oilers are in that series against the Golden Knights. Like, I think the leadership of, a, of a, even if Duncan Keith was in the team would have kind of helped balance the yeah. mood a little bit more. Uh, uninstall said Yamo screwed himself by signing a two-year deal. If he signed a one-year deal, we'd be re-signing him for 1.2 this summer. He didn't screw himself. He got $6.2 million. Yeah. Players don't screw themselves when they sign contracts. When you're getting that kind of money. Yeah. Like, Like, come on. I I don't think he regrets signing that deal for one second. He has a chance to bounce back next year. You know, I'm sure he'd rather have 6.2 million than a one-year three and a one-year 1.2 deal. Yeah. No, Um, I think it was fine. Uh, someone said, I think Taves is done. I don't know. I, I I think he might be motivated to go play once outside of Edmonton or one, uh, once outside, outside of, Chicago, of Chicago, right? Like go have that experience. And I think he probably still wants to win a little bit. So we'll see. The Taves story is one to keep an eye on. The Brown story is one to keep an eye on. It all kind of comes back to short for giant question. What's our expected first move? It's Yamo. I think it's Yamo being dumped for... Yeah, someone commented something about Ikea and yeah, deleted it. I want to know what you're talking about, Mark. Me too. I need to know what's going on with Ikea. I got all my furniture from there mm-hmm. and the meatballs. I think it was something about the uh, effect of Ekholm being here. But he said closing. He said Ikea closing effect Ekholm. There's no way Ikea is closing. There's no way. We cannot... Is this where the economy is, Tyler? Oh, no shit. Whoa. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. No, there's going to be people really upset about this. I'm one of them. I I'm one of them. Can you read that for oh, the man, people? I'm going to have to deal with a very upset girlfriend today. That is unbelievable. Is this real news? What the hell's the Enfield Dispatch? Is this a real newspaper? <laughs> I've never heard of the Enfield Dispatch. Okay, let's look this up on Twitter. The headline, this is from, no way, this is from July 2022. Oh, okay. This isn't this. real. This isn't real. Ikea Edmonton. Oh, this is Edmonton in the UK. Oh, there's an Edmonton in England. <laughs> well, the more you know. Thank goodness. Oh, jeez. Someone did tweet here, though. I hear, I don't know. This is so misleading. But that was in 2022. Oh, it, they're definitely, it's the UK one. We're okay. Okay. We're fine. Ekholm Everyone stays. stay calm. Ekholm's fine. We're fine. Ikea's fine. Whew. That was scary. Don't ever come into this chat and drop something like that again. <laughs> really del- scared us. Then delete your message. All right. Oh my. So now that we've moved past that, let's get into uh, the rest of our weekend recap for our friends at Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Wyndham Clark wins the U.S. Open. Um, I I wanted Rory to win. Oh, so bad. I just I feel for the guy. He's right there. And the thing is, if he would have played, he played average. If you were to play good golf on Sunday, that was all his, man. Yeah, that was his worst round of the four. Yeah. So to, uh, what he is. And the amount of putts that are just. Whoop, I know. How about um, Ricky Fowler too? Him choking is the most predictable thing in the world. It, it, yeah. And it I was. think I think the American golf audience loves Ricky because he was America's sweetheart coming mm-hmm. up and all that. Because he was the young guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Swag, the Puma, all that. I don't have the same love for Ricky Fowler. I kind of like I th- him. I think he kind of looks like a dick. You think so? I, I don't know. I just always like the idea of these young guys coming in and kind of. But he's old. Comp- he is. He is definitely older now. But I, I was rooting for Ricky pretty hard. I, uh, sorry, uh, McElroy pretty hard. Yeah, I was too. And just as as soon as on seventeen, Clark like was in the rough and basically chipped into the hole. I was like, okay, that would have been nice Unreal. if you could have screwed that a little bit. And then on eighteen, puts one right in the middle of the fairway. And then just launches one like 10 feet away from the hole. It was a great win for Wendell. Uh, Wind- Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark. It, like, was, it was cool to see him get yeah. emotional at the end and all of that. That's awesome. Good story. Guy who's been on the tour for a bit. Got his first win like a month or six weeks ago. Gets a big I, one. Um, I, actually, did you see Harrison English tee off on the Sunday? Well, no. You didn't see this. So 
He teed off on one. So he like tripled the second hole. Yeah, he had a terrible day, but he absolutely shanked this one into it was kind of the entrance to the grandstand. He was a ton of people there. And his girl sees the ball land, runs over to it and picks it up. I did. I saw that on Twitter. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, how do you not know this? And also, I'm curious. Like, I feel like maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on this, but everybody running up to the hole on 18 was different right they don't always do that it happens sometimes it was so loud but that was like the only time it was loud that whole weekend i thought that i thought that felt like a really amateur u.s open i thought so too and not i think that point really tipped it off of me and it was just like like this is a massive moment for this guy and i know he basically needs to screw it up four times for this to happen but like what if he didn't what if he needed like he had one shot and now everyone's just surrounding it Mm -hmm. and also I hate that all the phones were just out and I, yeah. I get it. And like when you're there and stuff, I, I love just standing there and watching things. Like mm-hmm. I like you, you got your memory up here. Also crazy little thing called YouTube. You can look some stuff up. Yeah. Right. It'd be yeah. cool. To be like, I was there, but like, you don't need the, yeah, yeah it is kind of different. Um, that that's sports live now. That shit happens all the time. Um, yeah. So us open ends, Wyndham Clark, only one more golf major left. It's the open. Yes. The best one. Hopefully, like Rory's been top 10, like six of the last seven majors, man. It's crazy. When is, when is the Open? Uh, end of July. Ooh, Around the end of July. I will be in England for the Open. You should go. So, <laughs> it would be, yeah, I don't think you could. I, uh, it'll just be nice to be able to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> the good go. time. Had a good time. Yeah, good. it won't be that insane early morning thing. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays promptly shit themselves in their game against the <laughs> Texas Rangers, up 6 nothing. They blew it. Yeah. Only half a game back of the last wildcard spot, but it feels way worse than that right now around the Jays. Bassett was terrible. Three errors from three guys who are actually like Kevin Kiermaier, one of the best center fielders mm-hmm. in the game. Vladdy's a gold glover. Great defensive first baseman. Bo Bichette's actually playing really good defense this year, but all three of them made just lazy, lazy plays. Jays can't get it out of an inning. Cost them the game. They're only half a game back of the wildcard, like I said. But it feels way worse than that around the Blue Jays right now. They got to get rolling. Three gamer against Miami starts tonight. They're just such a roller coaster. They have no consistency within the team half the time. Like they'll get on these long runs and then all of a sudden it's just gone. Yeah, it's kind of a disaster most nights, though, isn't it? So we'll see what kind of happens. But they, they start Miami tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Jose Barrios, who's red hot going up yeah, against a bullpen day from Miami. So Betway, fire up the run line, folks. I'm betting Jay's run line heavy tonight. So what's the rotation heavy, heavy. For, for Miami then? They are going bullpen today. Sorry, sorry the Blue Jays oh, against Miami. Oh, the Jays against Miami. Barrios tonight. Okay. And then you have Gosman going in game three, Kikuchi in the middle. So Barrios, Kikuchi, Gosman. So they should go two or three at least. They should win two or three here because Miami's going bullpen day. They got Yuri Perez tomorrow, 1.8 ERA. He's actually having a great year. But then Sandy Alcantara, who former ace... Mm. Kind of like Manoa, been terrible this year. ERA is like right around five. So, really? Yeah. And Ooh. you get him versus Gosman on the finale. Damn, the Jays should win two or three this week. So yeah. that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, B-Max wins the next Jays game. It is tonight. Uh, so big. Jays are so typical Toronto. Yeah, it uh, it has been annoying to be a Jays fan so far this season. Uh, Father's Day, your dad was at George Strait. Did he have fun? Uh, yeah, that was on Saturday. He yeah. went to George Strait. They had a great time. I yes. saw the pick. Yeah, yesterday they were at... You really got screwed out of an invite I, on this one, I, hey? Yeah, I can't Your believe. sister went? Like, <laughs> yeah, and here I am looking after the haunted house. Like, yeah. what a disaster. But yesterday they went to the Mariners versus White Sox. And 
my dad is a massive Seattle Seahawks fan. Oh. So he has just been sending me a ton of pictures of like the stadium, all the merchandise they've bought. Like they just buy and everything was down there. It's quite funny, but they're having a great time. Did they drive? They drove. Oh, nice. My mom just texted me, finally back in Canada, which as an immigrant is always... I was a little dicey. Oh, yeah, never we'll know. See, see what happens when you get to the border. But What's going on up there? Vacuuming. They're vacuuming the Airbnbs on top of Wait, us. Yesterday was actually overall a pretty crazy sports day. It was. Uh, well, we also this weekend had the Golden Knights Parade. William Carlson Special. drunk as human alive. That was kind of funny. That was awesome. On I, the strip at night, yeah. every player tarps off. Love it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. Um, William Carlson, I don't think I've ever heard that guy speak. And that speech, just like, there's been some, there's been some that are like good. Like I think back Corey Crawford with the Hawks, I think that was a good one. He had a really good one. Uh, There always is a good one. This one for Carlson, funny because he's hammered, Mm. but like it made no sense. No, it was stupid. (laughs) It literally just sounded like when you wake up the next morning and you like check your Snapchat and you and your buddies sent each other a bunch of drunk videos and you're like, boy. That's incoherent. <laughs> yeah. And how about when they come out of the, the helmet onto the stage and he falls? It was just a weird night. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Um, um, but Canada, USA, Canada had a chance to win. Then CONCACAF Nations League, which is essentially glorified friendlies, but now you can win a trophy for it. Uh, they were absolutely horrendous. Couldn't score a goal. Couldn't score a goal. Couldn't defend, save their lives. It was just like Canada's attack is amazing. Obviously, Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David, Buchanan, Stachios, sick. But man, that back line is absolutely atrocious. They're just so slow and they, they just can't keep up with the pace of the game. And the US have a slight edge because they're just a little bit better defensively than Canada. They're not that much better. But Canada seems to have an issue now is when they get to these big stages of the World Cup and now into this final. They've they really just shit the pants. And since qualifying for the World Cup, they are like six and six, eight and one or something like that. Like they've actually been on a bit of a slide here. So the Gold Cup, I believe, is this summer later on, which is like the European Championships, but for North America. Um, so we'll see how they do that. But man, this team is is probably a bit too good not to be qualifying for some stuff here or winning some stuff. Yeah. Uh, there you go. There's your weekend recap for our friends at Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Squad ride, Jay's run line. All right. Let's do it. They're winning by two or more tonight, folks. Player grade time for Star Mechanical. It's our last one for the players. We may grade other things. Who knows? But we saved the best for last. And it's number 97, Connor McDavid. Whoop. This was the easiest grade to do. Yeah. <laughs> when you have the most productive season in over 20 years in the NHL, I don't care what else happened. You get an A plus. Cut and dry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, you get to go higher if you wanted to. I, he would break the scale. He's that kid. And I remember good. They would get like, you know, 103% on a test because they'd get the bonus question right mm, to like, yes, man, bullshit. <laughs> uh, that was Connor McDavid this year to the rest of the NHL. 153 points. Second in the league was the guy he played the most with, or the guy who plays with him a lot, I should say, in Leon Dreisaitl. Mm. So, just easy. A plus. Playoff grade. I knocked it down to an A because he didn't have a single game winner. Would have liked really? to see Connor score a game winner. Yeah. He wasn't his he wasn't regular season Connor in the playoffs. He had a couple games where he took over against Vegas. Against LA, he was like quiet for some of that series, he though. Was. That one road game he sniped to his sick. He was still unbelievable, but I didn't just want to go A plus, A plus. At the end of the day, he's the captain. He bears a little bit of the team around him. 
A for McDavid. I don't know. I'm reaching. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think you're I think you're fine in saying both those evaluations. It's funny, is the standards just different for him? Like what what was his actual stats in the playoffs? Uh 20 points in 12 games. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's six. So he had 12 power play points in 12 games. Yeah. Crazy. You would just like to see just a little bit more, but I think everyone saw it, right? Like yeah. it was just a strange playoffs for Connor McDavid, but he was still probably the other's best second best player. Actually, Dry was easily that best yeah. player. But yeah, A plus and A and I'm Al but his chance of returning a million and one. Yeah, like I put a thousand percent instead of the usual 100 because mm-hmm. he ain't going anywhere, folks. I do like on our new streaming thing, we see the comments from Facebook too. Oh, yeah. And someone popped in and was like, oh, say goodbye to Connor. Mm-mm. You know the rules. If I could ban you or give you a timeout on Facebook, I would. Can you show those? I don't know. It said show. Should I hit it? Yeah, show us. Aaron, I'm going to mess with this. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hey, Steve, stop it. <laughs> Come on, Steve. Come on, Steve. This is interesting. Sean said, I'd love to see Taves. Me too, Sean. Oh, there's hey. an Edmonton in Kentucky, says Jeff. Hey, from Vegas. Hey, Hockey, Hockey Axel. Axel. There you go. I wish you could do this for YouTube. Wait. Hello. <laughs> People listening on the podcast, like, what the hell's going on right now? Uh, Star Mechanical, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. You can find out more. Starmechanical.ca. Uh, any, any plumbing changes while you're house sitting for your parents? Uh, no, house survived the good man. The the rainfall of 2023, crazy day yesterday, dude. I can't remember the last time it rained this hard. I uh, don't I, in England. That happens fairly often. That's most winters is just absolutely pouring down with rain. But man, like I, <laughs> my dog's a bit of a pansy and he won't walk in the rain. So I literally had to walk with a damn umbrella with my dog yesterday to like keep him from getting wet. Yeah. Just a disaster for all dogs out there. Uh, Tyler Mulek, I don't think, liked us flashing up those comments. Why do they get special treatment? Um, I think he's talking about the Facebook people. Yeah. I'm sorry. I actually want to figure out there might be a way for us to get I'd YouTube love on to. there. The issue is then we can't schedule the broadcast. Yeah. Right? So it gets a little confusing on the back end, but we'd love to try. So, yeah, maybe we'll work with that. Surely there's got to be a way if we're getting these Facebook ones and we schedule it. It would be cool if, like, when we're talking about a comment, I can just be like sitting here and firing them up as we go. Yeah. Be nice. We'll play play around. We've got a long off season ahead. Yeah. Tyler Mulek says we went from a desert to a rainforest. Yeah. My ball's (laughs) already canceled tonight. I'm pissed. Might try golf, though. Shockingly, my co ed game got canceled yesterday, too, for soccer. I couldn't believe it. I didn't even vote in the polls. Just crazy, man. It poured so hard. And it's supposed to rain here pretty quick, too. I know. I was looking at tea times for tonight and I was like, oh, don't uh, risk yeah, it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. Really? No, I wouldn't. But I got the itch, Liam. Go to the, I saw you went to the sim yesterday. I did. I took my dad to the sim. Couldn't, didn't want to miss out on our Father's Day round. <laughs> yeah. He had, uh, he had red wine in a plastic cup at the sim. It's great. Ooh. Nice touch. Not very often you have red wine while you go. <laughs> Not very, very rarely, especially mm-hmm. in a glass. I mm-hmm. And or did the, they put it in a solo cup to get the aesthetic? Yeah, it pretty much was. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. like a little plastic solo cup. It was hilarious. Uh, yeah, we went, had some fun, shot nine holes at the sim. There's a sim like right around the corner from my house in St. Albert. It's a great spot. How about, um, will you be the Elks game this weekend? I want, I fly to Nashville on oh, Sunday. I right. wish I would have had like Jay Downton, not Jason Greg. Mm. Gregor and I are on the same flight. I'm determined oh, yeah. to get him loaded at the airport. Nice. Because the first at Chili's. Yes. Because the first <laughs> thing we do when we land in Nashville is we go straight to a team dinner with Frank. Nice. And you know Frankie treats the boys right. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want me and Jay pulling into that like nine out of ten. That would like be everyone's nice. there, like have, we're at some nice steakhouse, probably wherever Frank has us going for for a team dinner. And I want me and Gregor to be buckled. 
Probably won't happen. Anyways, mm-hmm. Jay and them fly out on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. And then I would have been able to go to the Elks game with the 1260 guys. Yeah. I am sad. That is, going? Well, it's actually my dad's birthday. You should take them. And my dad loves the Elks. So I think there's a decent chance I I might show up. I, I might see uh, our boy Connor Halley for like the second time in person. But uh, I'd love to go. I think it's a, such a great thing that the Elks have have done, right? Like it's obviously people are paying still to go and stuff, but hopefully they score a point. That'd be good. Did you see they got shut out this weekend? They're embarrassing. They are I didn't so even bad. include them in the weekend. Report. I know. I, I didn't really want to bring it up, but I kind of put it on myself because of the 1260 thing. Boy, oh boy, they stunk. Stunk the house out. You and I standing on each, like standing, if you're on my shoulders and we were wearing a big trench coat, we could quarterback better than Taylor Cornelius. Yes, 100%. Did you actually see, there was one thing that was funny. Uh, one of the defensive players on BC was like, yeah, there's just so many ways to score points in the CFL. I, I can't believe the Elks didn't get one. He's got to kick one through the end zone. You, you would have gotten one. You have to miss a field goal to get a point. Yep. And they, their, their kicker is so bad, they don't even kick the ball. They can't trust him. It's like, guys, it's game two. How do you not have a kicker? <laughs> do you want me to come? You have a good boot. You think you could, if I gave you like 10, 30 yarders, how many do you think you can make? Six. Really? I think I could. I'm quite the master of missing the net on this soccer game. Yeah. So I think I boot. could, I think I, I could get you. it high. Yeah, I saw you in that one game. I can launch it pretty good. It's, it's harder than people think, but I yeah. think I could, once I got in a bit of a rhythm, I could get a hang of it. Yeah. Six of 10. That's interesting. Yeah. Six <laughs> percent. Uh, let's do our AMA travel trade machine. AMA travel.ca. You booked flights to Paris over the weekend. I did. And it was an absolute pleasure to do it. So yeah, I'm excited Shout to, to AMA travel. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to Paris. I'm very excited. Now all my trips are booked for Europe through yep. AMA travel. So it was, uh, it was made my life very easy. Save on travel insurance, cruises, vacation packages, and more AMA travel.ca. It's the AMA travel trade machine. There are some rumblings from certain people in the hockey world. They're saying they wouldn't be surprised if Eric Carlson ends up in Florida, Liam. That is an interesting one, isn't it? So I plugged that into the AMA travel trade machine, and here's what it spit out. There we go. Eric Carlson to the Panthers going back the other way. Sam Reinhart in the final year of his deal. Michael Benning (gasps) and a 2023 second round pick. Former Sherwood Park Crusader and local boy Michael Benning going to team up with his brother in San Jose. Here's how this kind of boils down. 11.5 11.5 for four more years, 33% retained. That's going to bring it right around to like seven mil, right? Mm-hmm. Sam Reinhardt seems like a lot to give up, but he's got one year left. Who knows? Maybe Florida's sitting there going, oh, we might not be able to afford this guy to resign him, right? Because we got Kachuk, we got Barkov. We want to bring in Carlson and upgrade on the blue line, get that legit power play quarterback there. San Jose could sit there. They take Reinhardt one year at six and a half. Man, if they were to use their last retained salary spot, keep half of him yet and go cash in that you're getting a first round pick and another a level prospect for a full year of Sam Reinhardt, probably at six and a half million, never yeah. mind with the retained money. So if you're San Jose, you're saying you're going, okay, we'll take on Reinhardt. We get a good prospect in Michael Benning, get a second round pick. We're going to flip Reinhardt for a first and a prospect. Boom. We got four assets for him. The Benning in the second is to offset the retained money. And that's where I came out on this. I think if it's an interesting one. Who on, says no? Honestly, before these rumors started, I would say Florida says no, but evidently they kind of want Eric Carlson, which is interesting, I guess. 
Getting out of Sam Reinhardt is something. He was pretty good for you in the playoffs, wasn't I know, he? But you got to give a little here, right? Someone yeah. said Mike Greer will want more than that. Ivan says San Jose wanting a player in his prime. It's because they'll flip him. Like they don't actually want Sam Reinhardt to play there next year. They'll flip him. Yeah, and that's kind of the the thing that kind of help, that helps Florida in this deal is the ability to move on from Sam Reinhardt. Michael Bennon is a great kid, first of all. Also, mm-hmm. And he's going to be a very good hockey player. And to link him back up with his brother would be cool. a good idea. Mm-hmm. Do you think a first-round pick needs to be mixed in this? Florida doesn't have one. They don't have, and boys, so they don't here's, have any. <laughs> yeah, they don't have any for the next three years. Here's where I was kind of going because someone says, ah, San Jose wants more than that. Can they really demand more than this? Let's go through the Pacific Division. Anaheim, Calgary, Edmonton, LA, San Jose has Carlson. Kraken, Canucks, Golden Knights. The only team there, I think, who even would have a little interest is the Kraken. Because the Oilers, that ship has sailed, folks. They're not getting Eric Carlson. No. Evan Bouchard showed you don't need him. Okay, so the Kraken, there's one team. In the Central, Yotes, Hawks, Avs, Stars, Wild, Preds, Blues, Jets. None of those teams are taking Eric Carlson. No one has an interest in him there. Mm-hmm. Right, Dallas's blue line is stacked. Colorado doesn't have the money. Winnipeg's going to go through a retool. St. Louis has too many expensive defensemen. It's not happening. Metro, Carolina just got Brent Burns. They got Slavin. They don't need him. Columbus doesn't need him. Made a couple moves. New Jersey can't afford him. Don't need him. Islanders can't afford him. Rangers don't need him. Have a good blue line. Philly rebuilding. Pittsburgh no money. Washington not a fit. Yeah. Have John Carlson. Don't need Eric Carlson. Okay, so we're still stuck on this many teams interested in Eric Carlson. Just the one. Boston can't afford him. Buffalo, you got Darlene in power. Don't mm-hmm. need to go spend and anchor yourself to Carlson. Detroit, maybe throw them in the mix. Florida, yes. There's three. Montreal, no. Ottawa, no. Tampa can't afford him. Toronto can't afford him. So there's three teams in the NHL who like even make a little bit of sense for Eric Carlson, in my opinion. Do you, is he a lefty or a righty? Lefty. Wait. No. He's a righty? Righty. So the right side for Florida would be Ekblad, Brandon Montour, and Eric Carlson. Maybe you flip one of those guys to the offside. Is it? Uh, I don't know. It's so interesting. Unless you're trying to cash it on Brandon Montour's value. I, to be honest, if I was a team, I wouldn't trade for Eric Carlson. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't. And I just think Florida, I've, I think Florida say yes to this deal. I think San Jose would maybe want another pick or maybe another prospect. But again, I think that's who, kind are of they, who are they bidding against? That's yeah, maybe that's it. But f- whatever happens, San Jose has got to figure out a way to get out of some of these contracts. And if yeah. this deal comes across the desk, then maybe you got to seriously consider it. So I guess, I guess both teams say yes. Like maybe, maybe there's a pick in there somewhere that gets thrown in. But besides that, Florida don't even have like a ton of prospects. You know, to really. Oh, I was looking trying to find like an A plus level prospect. But near Benning's one of their best. Like him, yeah. Samuskevich, right? Uh, McAllister is good. Sardif is he's all right. He's more of a BC prospect. Denisenko uh, and Hepaniemi are old. Evan Naus is decent. Just won the uh, yeah. Memorial Cup with Quebec. Nathan Steos. Mm-hmm. He'll be an oiler one day. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, it's, it's such not, an interesting deal. I just don't know why Florida would really want him, to be honest. Like, you just said Brandon Montour, who's just had a fantastic season. At a very cheap cap hit, Eric Aaron Ekblad is obviously an absolute stud when he's healthy, and then you're running into the idea of having a, having an Eric Carlson for three more years when a uh, former year. Sorry, you don't really know what he's going to be this year. You do not. You do probably not. Probably not another hundred point season. Probably not. And you get to run the Sam Reinhardt. Yeah, dangerous. I, dangerous I wouldn't switch. do it. 
Dangerous Wood makes a good point. Um, they're bidding against San Jose's ego, which I think is a good point. Uh, Tyler yeah. Mulek said Carlson to Ottawa. I forgot about them. Yeah, that's another team. I could see yeah. Ottawa wanting to bring him into the mix there, and we'll see what they'd give up. But That one makes sense. I don't think the cost is going to be high, is my point. You're no. asking San Jose to retain. You're giving up picks or assets for that retained money value, and then you're giving up one piece for him. It's kind of like the Jacob Chikrin thing, right? Where everyone's bit. like, oh. It's going to be two or three first round picks and a top prospect. Yeah. And but they get one and a good prospect. This is the year, like San Jose's got to kind of shit or get off the pot here, right? If you don't trade him now, you're running out the contract. And why do you want Eric Carlson on that team? And now there's the question of why does Eric Carlson want to be there? And there is some rumblings. He might not want to be there anymore. So, yeah, I, to answer your question, I, th- I guess I think both teams would more than likely accept that deal. Mm-hmm. If I was, the Florida GM, what's his name? Bill Zito. I would not be looking anywhere close to Eric Carlson. Too far away. Yeah. Fair enough. AMA travel trade machine. We'll have another one of those tomorrow on the show. Frank on Wednesday. Maybe we'll get Jay back in the mix because he's in town. Mm. Um, what else should we do? Maybe some division preview stuff. Did you know what the Jacob Chicken trade was? He said the draft rights. Oh, yeah. From Detroit. with Because Arizona agreed to take Datsuk's dead money. I never knew that was kind of the deal. The like Ken Holland deal. Ken Holland special. Joe nice Vitale, one. Dennis Chalkowski, Philip Peronick. Holy shit, that ended up being a haul. Just yeah, get rid of. Interesting trade. Not a good one for Kenny. Yikes. Hopefully he's learned. We <laughs> certainly hope. Uh, Sergeant Battle says Carlson for Debrinkat, then they flip Debrinkat. I think Debrinkat's worth more than Carlson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Debrinkat, slightly overrated in his value, more value than Carlson. Alex says, why would Carlson want to go back to Ottawa? Met his wife there, goes back there in the summer still. Loves Ottawa, hated the ownership is kind of the vibe, right? Well, new ownership now. There is new ownership. Bingo. Um, Ivan said maybe a couple of picks, Ridley, Grieg, and a roster player. I think that's what you're looking at is the Carlson return. But maybe we'll ask Frank about this coming up on Wednesday's edition of the show. Tomorrow, new show report, giant offseason question. All that fun stuff. Coming to you live from the Sports Closet studio. Check them out online, sportscloset.ca. Thanks to everyone who cooperated in the YouTube. We'll try to find a way to get your comments up on the screen. We'll keep working away at that. Until then, keep up the good work. Hit the like button before you go. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And tune in tomorrow, noon mountain time, when we once again go head-to-head with Bob Stoffer. <laughs>